Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's Skill Collector podcast. Now, today I'm very, very excited because what I just did today is send in my genetics to be tested. Now, does that mean that I have some sort of strange disease and I have to find out whether I'm going to live or die? Well, no. I did this voluntarily. There's this lovely service out there called 23andMe. You can order kits for about $99 for, uh, from 23andMe.com. And what you do is you send them a saliva sample, they analyze your DNA, and they tell you what risk you have compared to the average population to get certain diseases, like Alzheimer's or whatever. And for parents, actually, it's very, uh, very interesting right before you're going to have kids because it shows whether you're a carrier to certain diseases. And if you find out that both parents are a carrier for a certain disease, you might want to have a little think about having a kid or at least having a close eye on, on their development. Um, now, there's one thing that I really want to talk about because it bothers the hell out of me. Um, all right, people, if anything, if you're going to remember anything from this little podcast, remember this. Your genes are not your blueprint. Your genetics don't determine the way your body folds out, at least not the way in that most people think they do. So the mostly used analogy is that genetics are your blueprint. Now, what is a blueprint? A blueprint is from in, in architecture is basically a, an overview of what a building is going to look like. And when people are going to build that building, they'll look at the blueprint and build it more or less as much as they can according to those specifications. Now, why do people start using this? Well, it seemed the closest thing for DNA. Um, however, as research progressed, what they found out is that that is not the case. Actually, most of your DNA is at a specific point in time, say now, not being used. Um, compare DNA more to a very big store of possibilities. See in front of you, uh, uh, it's like a lot of cupboards with a lot of papers with instructions. Uh, for the programmers out there, it's a lot of if this, then that. Basically what happens is if your body's in a certain environment, it will receive a stimulus. And according to that stimulus, it will activate genes to react to that stimulus. And then your body will create proteins to, to react to whatever stimulus it received. Now that all sounded very abstract, didn't it? Kind of boring, like, like it would in a biology class in high school. Then again, I had a lot of, a lot of fun in my biology classes. Thank you very much, Ms. van der Kai. Um, so I'm going to give a bit more uh, of a concrete example. Steroid hormones. Yay. In this case, anabolic steroid hormones. Um, now, you know, don't worry so much about health effects right now. I mean, yes, they do make your testicles shrink, but they're quite interesting on a biochemical level. Uh, what a steroid hormone is, is a hormone that can diffuse into your cell and change what DNA is being used by that cell. So basically what an anabolic steroid will do, it'll diffuse into the cell and it'll activate anabolic pieces of genetics. So without having to do actual exercise, you can grow your muscles because you're activating that part of your DNA that says, all right, well, let's get, let's get bigger because we need to survive in nature, er, caveman. Um, and then your body will produce those proteins and, and your muscles will become bigger. And in this case, because you're injecting anabolic steroids, your testicles will shrink. Um, one thing that I want to stress, though, is that steroids are not the same as anabolic steroids. As in fact, I can guarantee you that right now you have a steroid in your bloodstream. 
And if you went out in the sun today, you have a steroid hormone in high concentrations in your bloodstream. Hell, there's a specific steroid hormone that you can buy in a grocery store, and you won't even know it. Vitamin D. And no, I'm not kidding. This is not some weird-ass loophole. Vitamin D is a steroid hormone. It's synthesized by your own skin, and then it can diffuse into your cells and change what DNA is being used. I think it's really exciting because what that in essence means is that if you sit in the sun, your body will use different bits of DNA than it would when you're sitting inside all day. So really, it has, on a biochemical level, a really deep effect. Alright, so quick recap. Your DNA is not your blueprint. It's a very big catalog of possibilities. Um, if this, for example, sunlight, then that. Vitamin D change what genes are being used. Um, now there's a second layer of information over your genes that's even more fascinating than the first one, which is called epigenetics. Now what epigenetics is, it's a second layer of information. So imagine that little strand of DNA that you've seen in pictures, you know, maybe you've seen Spider-Man. And epigenetic is basically a layer over that that can deactivate or reactivate certain bits of the DNA. And now what that means is, let me just take an example. There's this region in India where people are very, very prone to diabetes. Why? Well, it's because there was a famine. There's a, a, a moment of starvation, very strongly. And at this time, a, a lot of babies were born. And a lot of women were pregnant. And during the time of starvation, basically what happens is the body, they, they use that layer of epigenetics to activate all bits that said, eat as much as you can because we don't have a lot. And basically told the body that anything sweet was good. If you have food, keep eating because you won't have food for a while. Uh, trying to prepare that kid for a life in the outside world. So kids are being born into, uh, into our world. Yay, lovely. And as our world does, it progresses, it gets better. Wow. And, and these kids will suddenly have food and they'll have McDonald's and God knows what kind of crap. However, that second layer of information is still on, meaning that the body is still programmed for eat as much as you can, eat sweet stuff, because you won't have food anytime soon. So what will these people do? Well, they're genetically more inclined, metabolically, to eat a lot. Now, does this conflict with what I said earlier? Your genetics are not your blueprint. They do not decide what your body's like or what your behavior is like. No, it doesn't conflict at all. What it does do is it sets a, a number of constraints. Now, for some people, being in a health physique or losing weight is easier than others. Yes. But genetics under no circumstance determines what happens to your body or your mind. Yes, there are certain constraints, and yes, you can have severe forms of autism. Um, that was a weird pronunciation. That was autism. Um, but for the general population, things like obesity and diabetes, especially in the States, have nothing to do with your genetics. And even the little bits that do can be conquered by habits. Okay, so then there's a last bit that I want to talk about, which inevitably is linked to genetics. And those are viruses. Now, viruses are also really fascinating. And I must sound like such a weird person being fascinated by all this weird stuff. Um, but what a virus basically is, is it's not alive. A virus is not alive. It's not a bacteria. A virus is basically an envelope made out of proteins with, in the inside, a piece of DNA. It's, it's like a piece of mail. Uh, 
it's some information, the DNA with an envelope around it. And let's say we have the flu. It, it, it gets into your body, it gets into a cell, the envelope unpacks, and the enzymes inside that envelope make your body read that piece of DNA. So the way that a steroid hormone would activate certain parts of your DNA, a virus just sort of goes, here, have this piece of DNA, have fun. And the body will use that DNA, and what will happen is then automatically that cell will, according to that DNA, start replicating that piece of DNA and that virus and put more of it on the bloodstream and with, with the goal of, you know, conquering the entire body, presumably. Uh, but we have the immune system, so they get fought down. Um, so, so that's really interesting. So if you're just, it, it's a piece of information. And what, what I find hilarious, especially in the States and in Mexico to some degree, is when people have a flu, they want antibiotics. And they will not leave the doctor's office until they prescribe some freaking antibiotics. And if the doctor doesn't prescribe it, they'll get it some other way. People, if you are one of these people, a virus is not alive. Thus, it does not respond to antibiotics. Because antibiotics are against bacteria, biotics, alive. And viruses are not biotic. So an antibiotic will not have any effect whatsoever. Uh, now there's one class of viruses that I mentioned in one of my previous podcasts called retroviruses. Now these are really interesting and sadly they're also some of the most dangerous diseases. Uh, in this case, HIV. A retrovirus, what it does, it is grabs that piece of DNA inside that virus and it puts it into your genetic code. Or in the case of HIV, it'll put it into the code of specific cells, into immune system cells. And now in case of disease, that's highly annoying. And if you live in the wrong location of the planet with some lesser medical facilities, you might die, which is sad and I think should be solved. But retroviruses as such are really, really, really exciting because they offer the possibility to grab a piece of DNA and build it into your own. Now, if it's a disease, that's annoying. If you can decide what that piece of DNA is, that's a whole different story. So, I'm going to leave you with that. Your genetics are not your blueprint. They're just a, a number of possibilities based on the number of stimuli. Um, steroid hormones are hormones that go directly into your cells and activate pieces of DNA. And yes, vitamin D is a steroid hormone. And viruses and retroviruses are really not that, that, that bad. Well, they can be bad, but they're just so cool and you can do such awesome stuff with them. Okay, so now if you like this podcast, subscribe on iTunes, follow on Twitter, blah blah you know what I'm going to say anyway. And I hope to see you tomorrow.